Now, did your daughter cave in her bedroom on purpose? Tell me how. <laughs> and also, why what? was she weirdly defensive of termites in all of these reports? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot here you- saying that termites are surprisingly emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Anamorphous Discussion, a podcast that I did not think of an opening for today. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. I'm your host, Robin, and joining me are my co-hosts, Jessica. Hey. And Katie Treggs. Hi. How are you two doing today? Pretty okay. (laughs) It's been a minute, huh? Yeah. It's been a little bit. Yes. As we record this, I still have not put up episode 11. <laughs> but perfect. <laughs> that's okay. I think that's okay. I feel like September will be like, hey, we're done with our summer hiatus or whatever it was. <laughs> our unannounced summer hiatus. That we definitely had As planned. you all knew, we were going on summer hiatus. We told everybody. <laughs> As every podcast does, we went on a, on a three-month-long summer break. <laughs> and now Just we're like back. School. Just like school. Just mm-hmm. like school. Um, okay, so speaking of school, remember these books in the Scholastic School Book Drive? Animorphs. Nice. Oh. Perfect transition. Yeah, now, for that. the first time, I remember these books. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing the past 11 episodes? I've been very confused. You never said Scholastic Book Fair. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, I don't think I even said Scholastic Book Fair this time, even though that's what it's really called. I'm pretty sure I said Scholastic School Book Club or Book Drive. Well, whatever it was. <laughs> But no, yours was the right one. Mine were both wrong. Um, so we're talking about number 12, The Reaction. And I'm very excited about this book. But before that, we need to recall what happened in number 11. Oh, I'm just going to ask real quick, do either of you remember anything about the last book? So what was it called? The Forgotten. I remember... Fittingly. That in The Predator, there was a lobster. <laughs> Good. Excellent memory. I love it. In the android, there was an android. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was real. That's okay. I was actually not planning on making either of you recite this because what actually happened in the last book was nothing. Fucking nothing. Oh, good. Oh, they went went to the jungle or whatever. And then they they erased it. They went to South America and also back in time. And then they undid it all. So the only thing you need to remember from the last book is that a Sario Rip is a thing that is like a hole in space-time that sometimes happens when two ships fire their lasers at each other at the exact same time. I feel like I have no memory of a jungle or space travel. That's because Jake erased it. Mm, fair enough. By dying as a monkey. Did yeah. they? Did, did it... any of them remember it? I don't... No, only Jake. Oh, Jake remembers it. Jake remembers it. And uh, he told Axe about it, and Axe didn't believe him until he said the word, sorry, oh, rip. Because that's when people start believing your weird story. That's when you throw made-up words at them. Yeah. I'll just remember that next time someone doesn't believe me about something. Just yeah. Like, Sorry, oh, Rip. And Sorry, like, oh, Rip. Oh, you should have led with that. <laughs> um, so this book is called The Reaction. Oh, the last book was from Jake's perspective. Did I say that? It's fine. Uh, 
This is the reaction. It's from Rachel's perspective. Does everyone remember who Rachel is? Rachel's is Rachel the one that I like, or is she the white one? That was the, <laughs> wow. that was the wrong way to phrase that. What a great binary <laughs> but, to draw. But you I... do know what I mean. <laughs> she is Cassie the white is one. the one that I like. <laughs> yeah. No, but, Rachel is the other one. And I think we also kind of like Rachel too, right? Because isn't she kind of mean and bossy? Yeah. And we love it. Yeah. She's sort okay. of like a gung-ho, angry person. She's great. Uh, and Jake's I just, cousin. I remembered that there were two girls, and one is black and one is white, and I like the black girl. <laughs> no, we got it. Yeah. I think we all like the black girl, too. Yeah. I mean, we all love Cassie. Is Rachel the one who's in love with Tobias as a hawk? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Tobias and is a hawk. He, he's a hawk forever, and okay. no one cares. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, if you're hoping that that gets resolved in this book, it doesn't. But... <laughs> the next book, number 13, the... I'll, I'll think of it. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up later and edit that in. <laughs> book 13 is from Tobias's perspective. And finally, we learn more about his terrible existence. <laughs> oh, God. Finally, someone cares enough to tell us about Tobias, and it's Tobias himself. <laughs> <laughs> but not yet. This book is from Rachel's perspective. I hope be- that the next book is actually about like anything that's important and not just him falling in love with another hawk uh you didn't think that was important no was it because it was feelings again (laughs) (laughs) we joke about this a lot i do have feelings oh i know like i'm pretty sure tired is a feeling and i feel tired a lot of the time i oh that's good i thought it was only when you talked to me I mean, it is primarily when I talk to you. It's like okay. an, a, a, an additional level of tired when I talk to you. But I am always at just like a low level of tired at all times. Why is that, by the way? When you talk to me, what is it about me that makes you so tired? I, I feel like I'm just a chipper, upbeat son of a gun who, you know, I, I just bring light and joy into everyone's life. Yeah, so that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is <laughs> and what makes you so tired. <laughs> my incessant cheerfulness or is it my lisp just admit it jessica (laughs) it's not your lisp (laughs) Mm, that didn't sound convincing all right so it begins with something stupid as they always do Mm -hmm. uh it starts at the gardens do you remember what the gardens is is it something to do with cassie's farm it's something to do with Cassie's family. Her mom is the head veterinarian at the gardens, mm. uh, which is like a combination zoo, amusement park, SeaWorld, all, all, all rolled into one. Oh, that's mm-hmm. where they met that bear that time. That's where they met that bear that time and where they acquired most of their battle morphs. Um, the wolves they got at the barn. Anyway, uh, so they're at the gardens, Rachel and Cassie, because of a field trip. They are on a field trip, and they're sitting around, they're talking. I love this, because we're back in the 90s, or early 2000s, I guess. I never actually look up when each book was published. <laughs> I should probably do that, but... Eh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cassie is panicking because her mom is going to give a presentation about endangered animals, and she's worried that her mom is going to name some bands like The Fudgies, or Snoop Diggity Dog, or Boys Eleven Men, or Nice is Neat. <laughs> Rachel understands most of those references, except for Nice is Neat, 
And Cassie explains that that's what she told her mom NIN stood for when she wanted a Nine Inch Nails CD. Amazing. So she's afraid that her mom will uh, make some comment like, saving endangered animals is cool, like listening to nice is neat. Anyway, they're sitting, chatting, you know, having regular uh, conversations about that and looking over the crocodile pit. The other thing I forgot to mention about this field trip is apparently it must be like a whole city field trip because there's also a kindergarten class there. And one of the kindergartners is climbing on the railing over the crocodile pit. And then suddenly he's no longer on the railing over the crocodile pit because he has fallen into the crocodile pit. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's so, also where I keep my kindergartners. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, I definitely mm-hmm. make sure to have them be very unsupervised and put a crocodile pit with very easy to climb railings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but obviously so this kindergartner is a controller, right? Like, yeah. We're, we're pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think i mean i'm pretty sure the controllers are the yorks are definitely looking for more five-year-olds to recruit yeah so they're gonna get this kindergartner he's gonna be like i love the showing come to the showing <laughs> tell your mommy and daddy to come to and bring all that influence <laughs> that's what the yorks love um actually there's something that's gonna come up in a later book that, it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for book 19 the something <laughs> it is book 19 i don't remember what it's called the metamorphosis maybe i'm not gonna look it up we're, we're too far off track already if it is the metamorphosis I'm, we're gonna burn you as a witch that's crazy <laughs> i'm gonna look it up real quick animorphs <laughs> 19 it's a lot of stake here the departure okay hmm. <laughs> thank goodness yeah it was real close yeah i did not want to just put this I, torch away. <laughs> it would have immediately caught fire. And then how would that happen? <laughs> Who's the real witch? <laughs> so Cassie grabs Rachel, forces her to look at her and says, I am going to go get help. Don't do anything. And then she runs away and Rachel's like, got it. And then she jumps into the crocodile pit. Mm-hmm. I should say she is like, oh my God, look over there and point somewhere else. And everyone who's looking in the crocodile pit to see if the little boy is okay immediately turns and looks over there so that she can jump into the crocodile pit. Oh, good. I mean, they see her jumping, they see her going in, but they don't, like, stop her because she distracted them cunningly with her look-over-there ploy. Uh, so she jumps in, she's uh, in this kind of little overhang, and she's keeping an eye on the center island in the crocodile thing where all six crocodiles are, like, hanging out and looking at the boy who's underneath this overhang. And then she turns around and realizes the reason they haven't chomped the boy yet is because there's an even bigger crocodile under that overhang. And now it's like, oh boy, two morsels for me to eat because Mm -hmm. I'm fucking hungry. And he uh, starts charging at Rachel, who jumps up, lands on top of the crocodile and starts acquiring him so that he will get sleepy so that she can you know, stop him from eating her and the boy. The boy is unconscious, by the way. Oh. Rachel, yeah, it's convenient. Rachel did some gymnastic shit when she jumped in. Like, she jumped from branch to branch in these little overhanging things, so she didn't fall. She acrobated her way down. Uh, She starts acquiring the crocodile, and it's weird because she feels, like, sick while she's doing it. But there's no time for that. So she morphs into the crocodile. And then the crocodile's instincts overwhelm her own, and she tries to eat the little boy. So really great, great. really <laughs> great first use of 
like really great heroism. Mm-hmm. And then the other crocodile attacks her, and so she starts fighting it, and then eventually she gets control of the croc's instincts and defeats it, and she goes with the little boy who's just waking up, and she thought speaks, hey, I'm a nice crocodile, right on my back, and like swims over to some rocks where he can climb out. And then a bunch of zookeepers rush in with tranquilizers, and uh, the other big croc is okay, and somehow she gets out of that situation without getting tranquilized without getting tranquilized or like noticed or anything how i do not know i could not tell you they cut to the next chapter of course wow and they're all in the barn and jake is telling her what a big what a stupid thing that was to do because anyone could have seen her or caught her on videotape or any of this stuff and then she's like, but what would you have done? He's like, well, look, just because I would have done the exact same thing doesn't mean it's not stupid. And they all <laughs> laugh it off. And Rachel almost mentions that she was feeling sick, but then she's like, nah, it's fine. Jake's already mad. I don't want to make him more mad. Foreshadowing. Uh, sorry, I said foreshadowing very quietly, but I don't know if it picked it up with my microphone. <laughs> or if it just sounded like weird hissing. <laughs> so then um, before they leave the barn... Uh, Jake's like, oh, by the way, Tom, his Tom is Jake's brother who's in the sharing. You all know this. We all mm. know this. Um, he's like, Tom says that guy from, uh, that, that actor kid from Powerhouse is going to be like the sharing's new spokesman. And Rachel and Cassie are both like, Jeremy Jason McColl, <laughs> who is, I don't want to make you, well, I can make you guess. Who do you think Jeremy Jason McColl stands for? Jonathan J- Taylor Thomas, right? Absolutely, he stands for Jonathan Taylor Thomas. The the other three named boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all loved in the nineties, exactly for some reason. Cutest boy in the world at the time, and so Jake and Marco and Tobias are like, "Oh yeah, who cares? Just some actor. It's not like he's Brett Favre or Wayne Gretzky or Michael (laughs) Jordan." Um, And then Rachel and Cassie are like, "No, listen. If Jeremy J. McColl is endorsing the sharing, every girl in the world is gonna want to join the sharing because that's how powerful his dimples are, or something like that." (laughs) So, oh, I mean, you didn't mention dimples. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got like one beautiful dimple, like me. Aw, just let me see. Let me see your dimple. Oh yeah, there it is. It's like (laughs) cute little dimple. Do I have any dimples? No, I don't think you have dimples. Yeah, I don't but have any dimples. But you're also turning too far for me to see. <laughs> I, just have, I just have a horrifying grimace. <laughs> so, uh, Rachel goes home, and she and her sisters watch an episode of Powerhouse, which is obviously home improvement. Uh, and she mentions to her slightly younger sister, Jordan, Jordan, She's like, hey, if you heard that Jeremy Jason McColl was in some club, then you might get a chance to maybe meet him. And Jordan's like, what club? Yes, absolutely. Anything. I'm in. <laughs> so Rachel's like, uh-huh. I-, I knew it. I knew I was right to be nervous about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mom is like, hey, Rachel, I'm going out for milk or something. I don't know. Some excuse for you to be at home alone. Uh, <laughs> oh, one quick thing that I highlighted. It's not relevant to the story at all, but Rachel has a five-page paper due. And she has about four pages of material, so she goes to her computer and plays with fonts and margins until her four pages can fill five pages, and then just hopes that her teacher won't figure it out. Jessica, would that work? <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember doing that so many times Me too. in college. It is always obvious. Yeah. Especially, yeah. 
especially if you've been grading papers for a long time and you get 20 papers at once and just like a quick flip through, there's always one that's very obviously different from the rest of the stack. With the margins like three inches wide. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is always obvious. Also, I did all those things when I was an undergrad, so I know every single trick. Yeah. Like, they're, they're not sneaky. Yeah. The funny thing is when they do it and they don't have a page limit. And you're like, I, I didn't care. Why did you do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were three talking points. You got them all. I don't care about your page length. Even better is I don't usually accept, like, paper copies of papers. I have them all submit online. So mm-hmm. they try to do that stuff with their essays. And I'm like, I give you a word count, not a page count. So no matter how you format it, all I have to do is just <laughs> open it and it says how many words there are. Right. Plus... If you're doing this, I can just reset everything to how it's supposed to be and immediately see what you did. Yeah. Like, you can't do... Never mind. I could go on forever. We don't have to talk about this. <laughs> well, first of all, this is the 90s, so everything is paper. Mm-hmm. Second yeah. of all, do you think any of those kids ever did it just to fuck with you? Like, they just had one, like, tiny worm of text down the middle of the page. It's like, <laughs> it's 5,000 words, like you said. It's just, uh, <laughs> just over 15 pages. No one ever did anything that annoying to me. It was always okay. just, like, they they knew that it was supposed to be around five pages, and so they got to, like four pages and then like futzed with the margins and stuff and I was like that's I still just go by word count so this is still nothing yeah uh anyway so now Rachel's on the computer she finished her homework kind of and she is uh looking up stuff about Jeremy Jason McColl and she finds out that he's coming to their town He's going to be there in two days on the Barry and Cindy Sue show, which I, I don't know a lot of talk shows. I'm going to guess that's like the Regis and Kathy Lee or Regis and Kathy Lee. Was yeah. that it? Who did they change Regis out? Regis and Kelly. Maybe that Re- was later. Regis and I Kathy think- Lee in the 90s, I think. And then it was okay. Regis and Kelly. And now okay. it's Michael and Kelly? Something like that? Anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> which one is Ryan Seacrest on? Or is it not him anymore? Um, is he still alive? What? I, I think he was only on radio and then also American Idol. No, I think he did a talk show. Maybe not. That's possible. Anyway, we don't know. <laughs> so Rachel gets really excited that he's going to be in town two days from now on the Barry and Cindy Sh- Sue show. Try saying that 12 times fast. And she calls Cassie and lets her know. And then she goes back to the computer and then she's like, she can't breathe. She's having a lot of trouble breathing. She's like, this is more than just exciting. And then she looks at her hand and she realizes it's morphing into a crocodile hand. And all of a sudden, much faster than she normally can, she's morphing into a crocodile. Whoa. Yeah. Animal full moon. (laughs) (laughs) Say again? Is there full moon? (laughs) Question Um, one. I don't, it's probably nighttime. There's no mention of the the moon's fullness or lack thereof. So she's morphing into a crocodile very quickly. (laughs) I've set the scene. And almost before she is done morphing into a crocodile, all of a sudden, her body starts, like, getting pinched in two specific places, right behind her head and right, like, under her ribcage. And she starts segmenting into uh, an insect body. But she's full-on, full-size crocodile. And then very sl- and very quickly, she morphs from crocodile to giant crocodile-sized fly. And then she starts shrinking down. And then almost before she's done shrinking, she starts morphing into a full-grown African elephant. Amazing. Yeah. She's upstairs in her bedroom when this is Remind happening. Remind me what this book was called? 
Uh, the reaction. The reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh no, is she allergic to crocodiles? <laughs> that would be funny, right? Man. This is her allergic reaction to having acquired a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. What a world. Uh, <laughs> man. Anyway. So I feel like you're an, probably right. <laughs> she morphs into an elephant and uh, her bedroom falls in, obviously. Because it was not designed to support the weight of a full-grown African elephant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now she is in the kitchen. Did anything about what just happened strike you as odd for any reason? I mean, you're not supposed to be able to morph from one animal to another, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm you, you have correct. to morph back mm-hmm. into a person, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be fast. And I thought it was entire like they had to concentrate really hard to do it, and it took like five minutes to morph. Yeah, it takes. I they I, I swear they shrink the time limit in in as the books go on because it used to take like two full minutes and then it's like uh, about a minute about you know takes a little while but yeah no she's morphing very fast and from one thing to another which is supposed to be impossible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gold star for you Jessica um, Katie See, I'm I sure you attention <laughs> <laughs> you remembered a few a few books ago when I said you got to demorph before you can remorph mm-hmm. and I reinforced it also elephants hate kitchens. So mm-hmm. if she was an elephant in a kitchen, she would try to leave because elephants yeah. don't like it. That's yeah. true. That's that, true about elephants. Animal fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. That was, one, that was one of the questions on the application form when she was applying to the International Elephant Police. <laughs> How do you feel about kitchens? Ate them. Perfect. <laughs> true elephant right there. <laughs> so anyway, she's crushed the kitchen. And she's starting to panic because her two little sisters are at home. And she's like, did I kill my sisters? She didn't. It's it's not that kind of book for 12-year-olds. <laughs> and now she can control it and she starts to demorph and her sisters call 911. And they, you know, her mom comes home and is very upset. And she goes to, she goes in an ambulance to the hospital. And all these reporters are like, hey, you're the same girl who fell into the crocodile pit. Man, how crazy is that? First, you fall into a crocodile pit, and then later that same day, your house falls on you. Don't you think you're lucky? And she's like, no, I think I'm very unlucky for that to happen once <laughs> in one day. And So, then, sorry, just really, really quickly. So, yeah. she gets taken to the hospital, and people are just like, oh, weird, your house just, like, fell apart somehow. Yeah. There are certainly no traces of a giant animal having been inside of here. Yeah, I mean... They haven't done a full-scale investigation on what caused it yet, probably, because... Does she say anything? Like, what what happened? Or was she just like, what? What? She, look, at, uh, look at this? What? <laughs> I mean, it's glossed over in a few paragraphs, but I'm pretty sure she's just like, the house just fell down. Yeah. I, my room <laughs> fell in and I don't know why. Flirites, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's not like... I don't think anyone is going to investigate the rebel and be like, looks like someone turned into an elephant and then (laughs) undid it. I mean, I feel like if nothing else, like an insurance person would come be like, was this caused by the girl or did this just happen? Like, does my company have to pay or not, basically? Yeah, but can you imagine an insurance person coming in being like, now, did your daughter cave in her bedroom on purpose? Tell me how. (laughs) And also, why was she weirdly defensive of termites in all of these reports? (laughs) I have a lot here saying that termites are surprisingly emotional. (laughs) They live in complex family structures. (laughs) Anyway, uh, her dad shows up. He flew in as soon as he found out about the crocodile thing. 
and uh, he's like, hey, Rachel can stay at my hotel room if you want so that, like, I can, I'm a reporter. I can get most of the reporters off her back. And then Rachel's like, oh, wait, dad, 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 dad. What if I just did one talk show real quick, just one, just because in two days, the Barry and Cindy Sue show is going to be here, right? So if I just did that one talk show, then all the other ones would get off my back, right? And he's like, I mean, I could get all of them. I'm, I'm, I, I can just talk to all of them and be like, don't, don't harass my daughter. And she's like, yeah, but just the one. I could do just the one, right? And he's like, I, yeah, I mean, I could probably get you. And so anyway, so she's going to get on the Barry and Cindy Sue show. God, that's so hard to say. Why do I keep saying it? <laughs> she's going to get on the TV show. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I forgot something important. I forgot two important things. This is what happens when I don't have something. Um, let me put a link in the chat to the cover image. And we'll talk about we're it. going to do that. Yeah. We also didn't do the thing where we guessed what it was about, but I that... think Katie nailed it with the allergic reaction. <laughs> yeah, that was the second thing we were supposed to do, but my bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I describe like her hands, it with like, your... up at the top. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of, like... <laughs> falling forward my, yeah my favorite is the second one where she's still mostly her but has like a crocodile tail just a little like, butt bump nub. yeah 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 I'm a big fan yeah and also the third one when it's a crocodile with just lovely blonde hair <laughs> yeah that one is really good that's rachel <laughs> <laughs> just a beautiful blonde crocodile <laughs> i like the fourth one where it's mostly a crocodile but the head has a weird lump on it where the hair used mm. to be mm. so uh, she's in the hotel room, she's ordering room service, her dad is out, and Cassie calls and is like, hey, are you alone? Can I can I come talk to you? And she's like, yeah. Uh, Cassie's like, okay, give me five minutes, flick the lights, make sure the window opens. Why does the window open on the 22nd story of a hotel building? Like, I'm from question. Vegas, that's not a thing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Windows don't open. Anyway, the window opens, and Cassie comes up as an owl and demorphs, and Rachel tells her that she must have been, like, asleep and dreaming and maybe she dreamed she morphed the crocodile and then woke up morphing the elephant or something like that and cassie doesn't really believe her and rachel's like but it's it's fine you know it hasn't happened since that time (laughs) an hour ago i think it was just a crazy dream and it'll be fine and everything's fine and cassie's like well we should talk to axe about it if it's like a sleep morphing thing you should figure out how to do it. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll talk to Axe tomorrow. Just don't tell Jake. He's going to be so mad at me already. This is, it was just a weird sleep dream morphing thing. And it definitely won't happen again in this hotel room while I'm sleeping 20 stories up. Yikes. I feel definitely like not going to. This is that. evidence that Jake is not the best leader because they feel mm-hmm. like they can't go to him with problems because he just lashes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a very mm-hmm. bad sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. They're also all like 13. Still. That's true. If only there was some kind of, like, magical dog alien robot that could be mm. their leader instead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish, you know, I wish they'd introduced something like that earlier in the book series so that they could, like, refer to it. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So the next day, Rachel's at school. People are teasing her about being, you know, the incredible fallen girl or whatever or think that she's an attention seeker. And then she gets called to Chapman's office. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, do you remember mm. who Chapman is? Yeah, he's, he's the... the controller vice principal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Is there a difference between vice principal and assistant principal? Because they always call him the assistant principal, but we always call him the vice principal. I think it's the same thing. Okay. Also, I don't remember any mention of the actual principal. <laughs> I think Chapman runs the school. <laughs> um, and now Rachel is scared because she's like, oh no, does he know why my house collapsed because I morphed into an elephant? Does he, you know, suspect something weird about me? And he's like, he's like chatting with her and is like, hey, Rachel, has anything weird or different happened in your life lately? Is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, no, nothing weird. He's like, didn't your parents get divorced and your dad moved like several states away? And she's like, oh, right, right, right. That, yes. Like, yeah, and also you were in a crocodile pit and also your house collapsed. And you fell into a crocodile pit and then your house collapsed yesterday. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's like, I think maybe, you, you know, sometimes people get a little, shall we say, more careless when they're suffering through some traumatic events like divorce and things like that. And Rachel is like, oh, he thinks I'm like suicidal. And he wants to recruit me to the sharing. And he tries to recruit her to the sharing. And she's like, oh, yeah, um, maybe. No, anyway, bye. <laughs> and But while he's talking and she's very nervous, her feet start to, like, itch <gasps> and get hot. And then she looks down and her shoes are, like, swelling up because her feet are morphing into grizzly bear feet <laughs> without her control. And she's panicking and trying to demorph. But her shoelaces snap, and Chapman's like, "What that? what's that noise? And she's like, what? Nothing. And he's like, all right, seems fine. Anyway, the sharing is great. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, all right, well, you can go back to class now. And she's like, reaches down and shoves her destroyed shoes into her backpack, but she doesn't know what to do. And then she realizes... <laughs> Sorry. Does anyone know what she does? Just out of... <laughs> Can you oh, guess gosh. what she does here? I hope it's like she realizes that giraffe feet are elegant and people might think those are shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say giraffe? I meant grizzly bear. No, Did I you, say giraffe? Said, you said grizzly, grizzly. but I thought okay. maybe she would be like, well, grizzly, thought nobody's going to buy that. But <laughs> giraffe feet. <laughs> um, I mean, Katie, Katie pretty much nailed it. She gets up and starts walking to the door, and then she turns around and sees Chapman staring at her feet, and she's like, oh, do you like my new boots? Mm. <laughs> and Chapman's like, to things you kids wear these days. And then she walks out and, <laughs> and goes to the bathroom, and her feet demorph, and then she goes to gym and gets her gym shoes. Because they had lockers where you could keep your gym shoes at all times. I don't remember that from my... I don't remember that from my middle or high school days. I did mm -hmm. not have a dedicated gym locker. I had that in high school. I had, like, there was a locker room and we would change and put our stuff in there during gym class, but then we would take it out and I, yeah. maybe it was dead. I don't remember how dedicated it was now. I feel like ours was, you just left it in there during gym class. Yeah, I, don't, I no longer remember. Yeah, me neither. It's been so long. Oh my god, it's been so long since high school. <laughs> um, What happens next? Jessica? I don't know. Hopefully she actually goes and talks to someone and they believe her. Yeah, so like she's gonna... she should talk to Axe. So so she's going to go talk to Axe. Uh, but this is this is her thought process. <laughs> They're going to go scope out Jeremy Jason McCole on this yacht right after school. Like mm. right after school. And last time she morphed into three things, ending with the elephant that crushed, you know, her house. But this time, it was only her feet that morphed. So obviously, 
whatever is happening, <laughs> it's getting better. And it's probably not going to happen again. Right. So she's probably totally fine to morph into a seagull and go do this mission. So she does. And doesn't tell anyone. And uh, they're following this boat that has Jeremy Jason McColl and three other people, one of whom is Visitor 3 in Human Morph. And they're talking to him like, oh, yeah, your, you know, your TV career is going to come to an end soon and we'll get you out of these teenage roles and give you movie roles and you're going to have everything you ever wanted. And Jeremy Jason McCall's like an asshole and he's like, oh, yeah, I hate being the goody two-shoes, blah, 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 getting all these letters from moony-eyed girls. It'll, it's going to be great, etc. if I join your organization and you perform this procedure on me or whatever. He doesn't quite. <laughs> understand it but basically he's agreeing to become a voluntary controller to endorse the sharing so that he can get whatever he wants uh this makes rachel very mad and because rachel is so mad she doesn't notice that she's getting heavier and then she's morphing straight from seagull into an elephant and splashes into the water and starts to drown and then she remembers that elephant, or then she's like, hey, can elephants swim? And it turns out they can, animal fact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's too late. She's already very, you know, deep under the water. Axe is in the water as a shark, and he goes to find her. But before, like, too long, as she's drowning, she starts to shrink, and she morphs into an ant, and then is an ant in an air bubble, and That's then starts lucky. to morph again into a crocodile. Um, you were about to explain to us how an ant made an air bubble in the middle of the ocean. Oh, she was uh, she was an elephant, and then she shrank very fast into an ant. And there's like bubbles in the. I mean, she made a little whirlpool. She shrank so fast. I'm sure there were just bubbles everywhere. Okay. You know. Yeah. Science. science. Sure. Shrinking bubbles. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you have a lot of mass, and then suddenly you don't, there's got to be something that fills that space, right? And in this case, it was air and water. I mean, who knows, since apparently when they shrink, the rest of their mass goes to, like, another plane or something. It goes into Z-space, as you very well know. Yeah. And <laughs> it, um, th that's what I'm saying. Like, their mass isn't going somewhere else in the ocean. It's going away. So what's going to fill that space except for water and air? Obviously. Science. I can't believe I have to explain <laughs> basic science to you, Jessica. All right. <laughs> Oh, I just realized why you're always tired when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now she's an ant, and then she can't control herself again, and, he start, and she starts morphing into a crocodile. Meanwhile, uh, Cassie and Jake have both gone into the water, demorphed to human, and morphed into dolphins. And also, what has happened now is that Visor 3 saw Rachel morphing into an elephant from a seagull and falling into the water, and Visor 3 has morphed into this... Uh, what's it called? Some kind of javelin fish. Cool. A <laughs> leptin javelin fish. It, uh, it shoots spears. You were just saying that and you were gonna say swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I did not expect- I thought that was just one of your weird jokes. <laughs> like, some sort of javelin fish. Ah, oh, yes, of course, a swordfish. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a creature from another world. It looks like a giant stingray, but its back is covered in- like spears that are lying flat and then it sh it shoots them out of its mouth by like it it inflates like a puffer fish and then it shoots a spear out of its mouth it's sure. very fast wait so this is a made-up animal yeah well i mean maybe it exists on another planet <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> it's it's from another planet does that 
Yeah. I mean, it yeah. might exist. That's helpful. I don't know. I don't know where K.A. Applegate gets her inspiration, their inspiration. From the real-life Animorphs. From the real-life Animorphs. From their memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> She's their ghostwriter. Um, From their Anna memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean their, em- their memoirs? <laughs> Animorphmores. Animemorphs. <laughs> anyway, uh, it shoots Rachel in the crocodile tail, and she plays dead, and then it gets close enough that when it inflates again to shoot Cassie, she can bite it with her crocodile jaws, which, did you know a crocodile has the most powerful jaws in the animal kingdom? Yeah. Do you know they can practically crush rocks with their jaws? I animal thought fact. it was hippos. You thought wrong, according they can to this book. Snap a <laughs> crocodile in half. So, oh dang! I mean, a crocodile can probably snap a crocodile in half. Like, I guess, but I'm just saying, like, if you're playing like rock paper scissors, but it's crocodile hippo, croc paper hippo. Croc, paper, hippo. <laughs> what does the paper beat in this scenario? <laughs> the hippo, obviously. Yeah. You send it a letter politely asking it to go away, and it can't do anything about that. <laughs> it's too ah yes, angry. politely worded letters to the hippo's ultimate weakness. <laughs> Animal fact. <laughs> um, they get away, and then Axe is like, "Oh yeah, uh, you're allergic to crocodiles. <laughs> this is an allergic reaction." <laughs> Katie was Wh- right. What? Axe is Wh- like, "Oh what? yeah, Katie. Katie nailed this." Says Axe. <laughs> it was an allergy. Uh, so. Cassie's like, of course, you must be allergic to crocodiles. And Rachel's like, okay, well, what medicine do I take? How do I fix this? And X is like, oh, you don't need to take any medicine. You're going to just, uh, there's this natural process called hereth elint. D- uh, vocabulary time. What does hereth elint mean? Oh. It's probably some sort of weird thing where you just, like, are sick for a while. Like, you go through, like, a weird, like, fever flu thing and then get over it. Or it means death. Yeah, that's what the it's, it's a natural die. process that'll take care of this morphing thing. I mean, it's, oh death. God. it's not incorrect, right? I that was going to throw out that maybe problem. it was some kind of like smoothie or like ginkgo biloba. <laughs> ginkgo biloba is also an andalite word. It means garbage drink. <laughs> Burn on ginkgo biloba. <laughs> I've actually never had it. I'm sorry. That's based on nothing. I just thought it was a funny joke. And you know what? I think I was right. Yeah, um, I think so. The literal translation of Hereth Illent is basically is basically like burping DNA. So uh, her body is going to reject the DNA, awesome. which means she's basically got to morph the animal, but also stay in her own body. And create a new animal out of the excess matter floating in zero space. Amazing. Now this gave me some, made me have some questions. Is that like matter that's being used right now? Like that, like some Andalites are morphed into something small and it's their excess mass. And when they try to morph back, it's going to be gone. Is that what happens when you morph a big thing? Is it you just gobble up something else's excess mass? If no one else is morphed into something small, you can't morph into something big. Oh man! Or this is this is the one that I think is more likely. A bunch of andalites in the past have morphed into something small and then died or been trapped there, so mm. their mass is just stuck in Z space forever. 
Oh, she's using Tobias's extra human mass. <laughs> oh, no. no, there's got to be way more mass than that. <laughs> it's a 20 foot long crocodile. Um, How tall is Tobias? You never told us. He became a hawk so quickly. <laughs> we never got to know him. <laughs> he was like regular 12 year old height. What do you mean? It's like 6'2 or. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's about uh, 19, 20 feet long, I think. <laughs> So, Jake is like, all right, uh, oh, and Axe also says that the the out-of-control morphing happens when her emotions are not under control, so, like, when she was really excited about Jeremy Jason coming in two days, that's when the first morph happened. When she was nervous about Chapman, that was when the other morph happened, and then when she was mad at Jeremy Jason McCole, she morphed into the elephant. Mm. So, clearly, if she keeps her emotions under control, then she won't have the out-of-control morphing, and Jake is like, but until then... Don't, oh, no. don't go to school. Is he going to tell her to calm down? Because I feel like that's just going to go in the wrong direction. No, 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 no. He's like, okay, so you need to avoid these situations that are going to make you angry. You can't go on the Barry and Cindy Sue, Sue show. You can't go on the TV show, first of all. <laughs> because, uh, obviously, because if you go out of control morphing on national television, that's, that's the ball game. And she's like, no, I have to go. And he's like, well, you should have maybe told us about this morphing thing before you went and alerted Visitor 3 to the fact that we're on to Jeremy Jason McCole. He's definitely already got a yerk in him now, by now, for sure, definitely. And uh, there's nothing we can do about it. So you can't go on the show. We're just going to have to find a different way to get him not to endorse the sharing. And we'll figure this out. So Rachel's really upset. Because if she had just told someone about her thing, then maybe she wouldn't have gone on the mission, and maybe they could have still done this whole thing. Uh, so then the next day at school, she tells Jake and Cassie that she did it. She did the Harith Illint thing, so she's fine. She can definitely do the show. But no she didn't deal. do it. She did not do it. No, of course not. She she just, uh, she lied. Never mind, I don't like Rachel anymore. Yeah. yeah. Rachel's reckless. Over it. Yeah. Um... So then she goes to be on the show, and her dad takes her to the, like, makeup person who is starting to, like, complain about Rachel's hair and being like, oh, what do you do with this? I need to fix it. And it's, like, tugging on it, and Rachel's getting very angry. And then her hair turns very gray and shaggy like a wolf. And <laughs> Cassie is there, too, for moral support. And also all the other animorphs are basically in, you know, different morphs around the place. But Cassie's like, you lied to me. <laughs> you did not do the Harith Illint thing. So she's like, oh, look, it's Kevin Costner and Tom Cruise. And the makeup lady's like, what, where? And then Rachel has time to calm down. Uh, but Cassie is like, okay, listen, it's too late to back out of this now. But we also can't have you morphing on stage. So I don't really want to do this thing that I'm about to do, but we oh, need to no. back up Rachel. Oh, no. So she acquires Rachel just in <laughs> <Yeah>. case. <laughs> And promises that she'll never use her morph for anything bad. And then they're waiting sort of backstage for the show. And Rachel is trying to keep her emotions under control. And then all of a sudden she feels very nauseous and sick. And she realizes that the Harith Illent thing is happening now. Like right now. Like right, right, right now. Her body is rejecting the crocodile DNA presently, currently. So they rush to the bathroom. And basically what's happening is there's a 20-foot crocodile growing out of Rachel's back. Mm. Oh, <laughs> but before that, the best part is that the crocodile's mind and instincts come up in her mind, so she's still 
fully human, but with a crocodile brain. Nice. And the, cro- <laughs> the crocodile wants to eat, and it sees Jeremy Jason McColl, and so she, like, first she tries to swim to him with her tail, but she doesn't have a tail. She's just, like, waggling her butt weirdly. And then she's like, well, that's okay. I still have legs. I can run. So she runs at him with her arms waving wildly and then bites him on the shoulder. (laughs) And then Cassie pulls her away and she tries to bite Cassie. But then eventually she gets under control and they get her to the bathroom. And then a crocodile starts growing out of her back. And meanwhile, she's panicking and she's not done being allergic to the crocodile. So she's also uncontrollably morphing into a grizzly bear. Mm. And they're trapped in a bathroom and there's going to be a 20 foot long crocodile there. And, and also a grizzly bear. And also a grizzly bear. And Cassie runs into the bathroom stall and morphs into a squirrel, because why not? And then finally, the crocodile is out. She poops it out of her back. <laughs> and she's a full grizzly. And then the croc is going to, like, eat her. But then Cassie jumps on its eyes and starts scrabbling at its eyes. And the croc goes crazy. And then the bear attacks it. And then suddenly they're all bursting through the bathroom door and out onto stage, like, all the way through backstage, and out onto the stage where Jeremy Jason McColl is just about to tell Barry and Cindy Sue about this great new organization. And then, obviously, they are sort of taking over the... They're sort of stealing his limelight, which is rude. I mean, yeah, it's rude. Uh, The crocodile has bitten Rachel's leg and tried to tear it off, but the squirrel scrabbling in its eyes made it let go for just a brief second. Uh, So she gets her leg out and starts clawing further forward. Jeremy Jason McCole gets bumped into right in front of the crocodile. And then Cassie goes flying because the crocodile shakes her off. And she's like, I'm near the lights. Everybody get ready to run. She gets the lights off. Jeremy Jason McCole is screaming. Right before the lights go off, Rachel sees uh, a gray slug crawl out of his ear. And then suddenly Axe is there in Andalite form. Andalite form, and with four quick slices, he kills the crocodile. Okay. The deadliest predator. Well, an incredibly deadly tank-like killing machine that the grizzly bear couldn't do anything to. And he's just like, slit, slit, dead. Wow. Uh, And Rachel steps on the slug on her way out. So all's well that ends well. <laughs> just one one quick aside, though. I, mm-hmm. We all know that the most dangerous predator is the lobster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, there was, like, an animal guy on the show who, you know, one of those guys who's like, check out my amazing animals. This Mm -hmm. one's a llama. This one's not. I don't know. (laughs) They mentioned the llama a lot. Marco morphs into it briefly. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I would absolutely watch an animal show that's just, look at this animal. Still not a llama. What about this next one? Llama? Mm, Nope. We had an animal show where it's like, next up we have Bar Jacobs. He's going to show us his llama. And then he brings out like a bear. It's like, now is this a llama? Uh, No, no, it's not. This is very interesting. Mm, No. Uh, What else have you got? Well, it's this golden eagle. So not a llama then. Well, no, it's not a llama. But I mean, it's pretty cool, right? It can fly. Mm. I think you you misunderstood this show. This is the llama show. (laughs) Ready for you to bring out your llama? No, the llama is sick. I couldn't bring it. Well, what do you have that's like a llama? (laughs) I've got this lobster. It's a predator. (laughs) Anyway, so the the official story is that Bart Jacobs brought these wild animals onto the show and they got loose, Mm. uh, which is great. No one asks about the crocodile except that for if you're died. bart jacobs and your career is over for the for the rest of your life but whatever yeah you didn't do uh, anything wrong you just had a llama 
<laughs> you just had a llama and your life was ruined. Yep. Animal fact. Don't get a llama. <laughs> get alpacas. Um, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Rachel demorphs in the bathroom and she comes out and sees Rachel talking to like a stagehand. Like, man, I can't believe my, my terrible luck. All this stuff keeps happening to me. And I'm like, come on, can't you cut me a break? And the guy's like, hmm, yeah, hmm, weird, hmm. <laughs> For a moment I thought, but no, the crocodile is dead, and yet here you are, hmm. And she's like, yeah, weird. Anyway, gotta go, and walks away from him, and then he's like, and a light! And Rachel's like, moment of truth. If Cassie even pauses for a second, he's gonna know that she's an anamorph, but she doesn't even flinch. She's like, yeah, a light would be good too, ugh. Just <laughs> walk it because the lights are out. It's perfect. Amazing. Uh, and then they the it ends the next day in the hotel room. They're watching Entertainment Tonight, and there's like a brief story about the animal attack. And also, Jeremy Jason McColl has quit acting and moved to Uzbekistan. So no problem. <laughs> he decided not to be a controller anymore after all. So why and did that's... the yerk leave his ear? Uh, he was about to get eaten by a crocodile, and the yerk was trying to survive. Oh, I see. Because he, he was, like, frozen with fear, and then he got thrown basically right in front of a hungry crocodile and was screaming and couldn't get away, so the yerk is like, abandon ship! But that then Rachel sense. stepped on it because, you know, a, a, a blind, slow slug, for some reason, is not very well defended against anything on a stage where everyone's <laughs> running around. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Sense. So that's the end of book number 12, The Reaction. What you think? This is pretty entertaining. Good. This one, I don't know if it was the way you told it or the plot itself, but this one felt wackier than it, the rest. Like, rather than just, like, silly. Silly is not the right word. Like, was it the part where she was waddling rapidly at Jeremy Jason McColl to bite him on the shoulder? <laughs> So much of it. The fact that, like, if you're allergic to an animal and acquire it, you get this, like, very specific sickness that lets you basically have a power that would be very useful to have. Mm -hmm. If you could control it at all, yes. Yeah. She can't, but yeah. Um, it also made me wonder, like, if you're allergic to cats or dogs, yeah. would you- if you could just acquire them and then just have, like, a cat pop out of your back every few days. Yeah, I'm, like, very acquire. surprised this hasn't come up. Because, mo like, a lot of people are allergic to cats or dogs or horses, right? Mm -hmm, Those are, like, mm -hmm. very common allergies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I imagine <laughs> you would do it on purpose. Like, oh, man, I want more cats. I'm just going to pet this cat and acquire it. And then in three days, I'll pop a cat out of me. And then I'll pet another one and acquire that one. That's really smart. Is <laughs> a crocodile allergy, is that a real thing people can have? Time to Google it. Can you be allergic can that be the next, is it okay, is can you be allergic, you be allergic? <laughs> yes. to crocodiles? Okay, no one else search it. <laughs> alligator allergy. Uh, da, Only da, alligators. Da. We're frequently faced with a concern for alligator as an allergen. Ba, ba, ba. As a food allergen, it's not been identified. Hmm. Case report of a child with severe crocodile meat allergy. Cross-reactivity between chicken and crocodile meat. Maybe Rachel's allergic to meat. I mean, to certain meats. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like if you're allergic to that very specific thing, you're probably allergic to, like, several other things that are related to it, right? That's usually how allergies kind of work. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I know what you're thinking. This is going to come up like every third book that someone accidentally acquires something that they're allergic to. And you know what? You're absolutely right. It comes up every single book after this. Really? All the time. Everyone, yep, every new animal they acquire, they're like, oh, got to get this mission done quick because in three days I'm pooping out this rhesus monkey or whatever. No. Oh it, never, <laughs> it never happens again. It never, it never comes up again. <laughs> never comes up again. They never face another creature they're allergic to. Even when they go to an alien world and acquire things they've never encountered before. That's. I really would have thought this would be something that would at least come up occasionally. Because, no. like... Mm-mm. Yeah, someone else is bound to be allergic to something, especially in an alien world. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Much like the end, the androids, it never comes up again. <laughs> it's honestly something like this would have been one of the only, like to me, one of the only reasonable things that an ways, android couldn't solve. No, one of the only reasonable ways that you could explain away why the animals didn't just, like, go around trying to acquire absolutely every animal they saw. Yeah. Because that's what I thought they should have done in that first book when they realized what was happening. It's just, like, sit there and acquire everything. But you're already in the zoo after hours or whatever it was that they were acquiring all their battle morphs. Just acquire every animal you see because there's no limit, right? That they know of. Well, they didn't know anything at the time. Like, imagine if they had done that and Rachel had gotten a crocodile in her. And then she started doing all this stuff. She'd be like, morphing is terrible. This is the first thing I've ever done. And now there's a crocodile trying to kill me. But that's what I mean, though, is like that. So having that allergy is such a reasonable way to explain away so many other things. Mm -hmm. Like if they had known about this allergy sooner, what a reasonable explanation for like, so it's a good thing you didn't go around acquiring everything, (laughs) says X. And you should continue to not do that because you might acquire something you're allergic to. And then this thing would happen again. But then, because I have to acquire things sometimes for the various missions, like, they're, they're, they're always, like, more careful about it. Like, it's an added risk for, for even just, like, acquiring animals, even just having fun with it. Yeah. There's that added risk of, like, what if I'm allergic to this thing? Oh, hang like, on. I, I'm checking my notes right now, and there was actually a PS after the last chapter. It says, so it's a good thing you didn't just go around acquiring any animal you saw, said Axe, because this allergy is a real concern. <laughs> Even just having fun with it, it would be really dangerous, and you should be more be very cautious about it. So yeah, they did mention it in the book. Perfect. Um, almost word for word, so yeah, yeah you nailed that's it. Impressive. Yeah, that's Well done. Chekhov's allergies. That's yeah, what they call this it. is P.S. Love K.A. Applegate slash Axe. Yep. So, that's good. Um... How could an android have solved this problem? That's the new one that I want to be. <laughs> Let's just go all in on the androids can solve everything thing. It just seems to me that if you had a leader, like an android leader, that mm-hmm. you could go to with all your problems that was very reasonable, then maybe Rachel would feel like she could go to him with all her problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but not get in trouble him? for it. Would she trust him just two books after this? I mean, it's a good point because it's weird met. she didn't go to Axe with this. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I also would have thought, even if she didn't want to tell Jake, she could have just gone to Axe. But mm-hmm. Well, they were at school all day. Like, it was, like, nighttime, and then she had to go to school, and then the mission was right after. So I think it was sort of, like, hand-waved away. Like, mm-hmm. no time to talk to Axe. Is Axe Gotta still going to their school as, like, a kid who's a mix of all of them? No, that was just, like, a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. He was just, like... I am Prince Jake's cousin, Philip, just sitting in for the day. That's me, Philip. Lip. Lip. Well, I I feel like even if there wasn't time to talk to Axe about it, an android 
who was their leader might also have like systems in place, especially since they had like an android army. And I guess they didn't want to fight, which is understandable, but that doesn't mean they can't help in other ways. Mm-hmm. Like having some of the androids stationed around town just to keep an eye on things. And mm-hmm. one of them may have noticed like, hey, one of the kids is acting all real weird. Mm-hmm. Let's check on that before this mission. Um, and also maybe they wouldn't have needed to morph into seagulls for the mission. Maybe... Because they're all still, at least one of the androids is still disguised as a controller, right? With, like, Mm -hmm. the York on the inside. Yeah, but he's disguised as a controller who goes to middle school and not, like, a high-powered business executive or anything that would make sense to have on the boat. Well, but I mean, that's even something that, like, if they did want to get, like, fully involved in the fight against the Yorks, they they could start Mm re-infiltrating. Like, I know that they don't, but, like, that's how an android could have solved this, Mm -hmm. is if they did want to get involved and, like, really fight off this this invasion, like, that's the way to do it. Is it, like, even the Yerks don't know that this, at least this android isn't actually Yerked, so <laughs> like, keep doing that. Work your way to the top and, like, kill all the Yerks. Yeah. See, I just figured the obvious answer was, number one, an android just uses a hologram to look like Rachel and goes on the show for her. Number mm. two, they keep, keep Rachel in their big... holograms, sorry. Yeah. They keep yeah. Rachel in their big underground vault with oh, androids yeah. that are strong enough to incapacitate a grizzly bear. Yep. And then just wait for it to happen. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's all very good. That was yeah, my all of those. That yeah. was my solution. And it just seems um, like overall, for the most part, everything they do is very like reactionary. Like, oh, something comes uh, up and then they want to go after it. Uh reactionary. I get it. Allergic reaction. I did it on sorry. purpose. Um, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <I get> it. <laughs> for sure. Sure. Um but yeah, but it feels like if they had the androids help, they could start working on a plan to actually like do something real yeah i i do want to say i'm pretty sure eric is like the only android who's interested in fighting the yurks in any in any sense the others i think are infiltrating more to just be like better keep an eye on these guys in case they hurt some dogs (laughs) (laughs) i mean even even just the one though would still be incredibly helpful yeah no definitely even like not getting involved in fight yeah like like, there's still so much that even just the one would do even if they don't decide that they want to fight back ever yeah Mm -hmm. It takes them way too long to realize that they can just have him stand in for them when they need to. Not that they do. <laughs> Not that that's a thing that happens later. Or anything like that. It yeah, makes cause... way more sense to have Axe morph into Jake than to have an android who already knows how to act human be Jake. Mm. 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 Yeah, it feels like the whole thing where she just totally dismissed the principal trying to get her to join the sharing is going to come back. Mm-hmm. In what way? Like, that he's just going to keep trying to get her to join the sharing and then start to get suspicious as to why she's, like, really good at avoiding it and stuff. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like not joining a club was something that I was very good at in middle school. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Hey, uh, a lot of kids come from broken homes and like this thing. Yeah, no thanks, man. (laughs) Go home with my family and watch Powerhouse. (laughs) Also, Powerhouse makes home improvement sound... So much more like hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a like bunch powerhouse of- does not sound like a like a family show. It sounds like people getting fucked up in this powerhouse. Yeah, bunch of teens lifting all the <laughs> yeah. time, getting Ugh. jacked, <laughs> getting ripped. Powerhouse, <laughs> eating power bars, climbing the murder horn, all that good stuff. <laughs> so the question that I always is at all bleh, the question that the I answer is ask, no. No one yeah. is mentioning Tobias's hawk thing. Yeah. I mean, aside from Still, the, like, neither of his parents care that he's gone, or his grandparents, well, his, whoever he stays his, with. His aunt, aunt and uncle. uncle. Yeah. 
His aunt lives on the other side of the country, so basically just his uncle. But I mean, isn't isn't it still a thing where they like he they both have custody of him, so he goes back mm-hmm. and forth. Mm-hmm. But like right now, they both think that, that he's the, at other, the other, one. other one's house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how long has that been going on now? For months? Uh, they stopped mentioning it after book three. So <laughs> yeah, that's. Listen, I told you, Tobias said very clearly that eventually they'd probably realize he was gone and report him as some kind of runaway. Runaway train never coming back. But they still haven't. I mean, they might have. How would the Animorphs know any of that? (laughs) I mean, I would think that, like, if he was reported as a runaway, there would probably be something happening at school where people would be like, has anyone seen this kid, Tobias? Yeah. Because he's missing. (laughs) What I didn't mention is every now and again they drink, like, milk, and the milk carton has Tobias's picture on it, but they never (laughs) actually say that in the book, so you don't know. (laughs) Sometimes they draw a little hawk over it. Like, <laughs> every now and again as they're walking down the street there's a poster on the wall that says have you seen me and it's a picture of tobias but they don't like mention it or pay attention to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been a hawk for so long that they've forgotten what his face looks like yeah. oh man but tobias Poor can tobias. see it with his amazing hawk vision <laughs> but he's busy looking at the rat that's like crawling out from under the wall <laughs> dramatic irony mm. jessica did i use dramatic irony correctly who knows oh <laughs> I thought maybe you might know. Because, <laughs> you know, because of the English. This is how I teach it. how you teach English. <laughs> <laughs> and write, like, a billion things. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to add before we went into the closing arguments? I don't think I have anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jessica? Mm-mm. Jessica, do you want to start the closing arguments? You're so good at arguing. <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like they need an adult i know i've said it before but they just need an adult and the android would fill that spot for them they wouldn't have such immature plans every time because they're children they're they're kids they're actual children trying to do this thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if they just had an adult helping them i feel like everything would go so much better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jessica can i tell you something huh? eventually they get an adult <gasps> it helps but- nothing what yeah it's not gonna be the right it's gonna be a whole thing is it like somebody's like like, stepdad who like works from home (laughs) no it's like what how many books are there 55 ish 54 i think it's like book 50 so it's pretty late in the game (laughs) they're probably all like 18 by then Mm. (laughs) they're all 25 also there's been a full-on military war with the yurks since they were 18 but they don't mention it so are there so now there is a person in the world who has been yerked, mm-hmm. knows what it is to be yerked, and now mm-hmm. is no longer yerked. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so that's that a good point. Seems, and he's famous. I don't know. That just seems important. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I didn't actually make this too clear in the book, but he is kind of an asshole, like, yeah. the whole time. But still. Well, he meets well, like, them in the makeup room, and he's like, oh, hi, I'm Jeremy Jason McCole, and they're like... We both know that you're a controller, but we're still so giddy. He's like, hey, disaster girl, can you get out of here so I can get my makeup done? Okay, thanks. And then they're like, oh, right. It, it's not about them liking him. It's about the fact that, like, he actually knows for sure that this is a thing that's happening, but is not currently yarked. No, yeah, no, what like, I'm saying is he's too much, he's too selfish. He's like a selfish asshole. He's not gonna, he's like, I'm not yerked, so everything's fine. For but good I mean, old like, JJC. how are the yerks just gonna let him live? Um... Yeah, I think maybe the Yerks are mostly just in this West Coast town. <laughs> in retrospect. 
that's that's a positive. This is like their primary base of operations. I think they're spreading out from here. But you know, the York Pool thing is actually a lot more of a restriction than I realized when I was younger. Like, you can't go more than three days away from a York Pool in any direction. Mm. So until mm. they can set up more pools, then they're kind of stuck. Mm. And they destroyed the Candrona, and there wasn't like it wasn't just like a bunch of Yurks moved to different Yurk pools. It was just like the Yurks are gonna die unless they can shuttle them up to the to the you know mothership. Would it be crazy to start putting crocodiles into the Yurk pools? Absolutely not. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Question: How do they get them down there? They just all morph them, right? They all pretend to be Yurked and go to the thing. And uh-huh. then when they go to put their yurks in, instead they just, like, get in and become crocodiles. Oh, that's good. What if a yurk... I mean, they they put earmuffs. Or okay. Like, that stuff was my ears full of something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And then just eat all the yurks, right? Yeah. Yum, yum, and then yum. go out in a blaze of glory from all the controllers hey. on the outside of the yurk pool, shooting them with lasers. Doesn't Axe have some kind of, like, shrinking ray technology or something? Couldn't they, like, shrink down a little tiny crocodile? Don't. Then release them in there, blow them back up, like no. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids style. Don't now be now you got a bunch of crocodiles that are big. The, the Andalites do not have shrinking technology. You're thinking of the Helmicrons, and we don't meet them until book 24, so calm down. <laughs> don't get out of the game. I hate everything about it. <laughs> so how about they all more, They all acquire crocodiles. I can't wait till which, you listen to this in the future after we've recorded book 24 and you realize that I was absolutely 100% right. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> God, I hate it. Um, they all acquire crocodiles, which makes them sleepy for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, keep acquiring them over and over and, like, lure them to the yerk pool and, like, cause a distraction, sneak them in there, probably with holographs, holograms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not holographs. That would not be what they mean. Graph paper. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> a good time. With, with holographic notebooks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Lisa Frank notebooks. With holographic Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> just to strike the Yerks with them. <laughs> to Charizard, look. Something, something. Put the crocodiles in there. You know what? You know who I bet would have the perfect way to solve this problem? A fucking dog android. Boom. I thought you were going to say an adult, which is great, because yeah, I was going to be I like, mean, guess what you are, Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> guess what you are and can't solve this problem? <laughs> I thought they would just get some baby crocodiles and toss them in there at one point. Oh, that's and just really good. Yeah. Yeah. I like to ask questions that I already have an answer planned for. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Or, like, I mean, any kind of, like, poison or something. It feels like they should just, yeah, just be able to, like, get be- some, like, mercury or something. Yeah. That's a good point. Just, like, literally just poison the pool. That's what humans are great at. Pollution. (laughs) True. (laughs) So, they've been in the York pool exactly twice. Both times they had to, like, try very hard to find the secret way in, and then they nearly died both times. So they're not... Was like that hard? Because wasn't one time in like a Gap Kids dressing room or something? (laughs) One time was in a Gap dressing room. Gap Kids, it was just the Gap. (laughs) <laughs> the gap full so, of kids I do know that it's hard to get in and they almost died both times getting out I'm not suggesting they all make it out alive I'm <laughs> suggesting they take out all of the yurks okay so <laughs> this is the thing with that there's like a lot more yurks in space and they're like hey 
a bunch of our brethren are dead, and that fucking sucks. But also, all of the Andalites who were giving us shit are dead, so let's just bring some more down, fill that pool back back up, baby. There's get, no reason for all of them to die, right? Get just the mating one. started. Okay, so you so you're saying like they <laughs> they they do a rock paper scissors, they do a crock paper hippo, and whoever loses <laughs> is like, all right, you're going on the suicide mission to poison the yerk pool and hope that you don't get yerked in the meantime, so that they know all of our plans. Put some Again, beeswax cover your ears or something. Put <laughs> some beeswax in your ears, like Odysseus with the sirens. Go down there, pour this bottle of poison into the yerk pool, and then. Go out fighting. The the thing is that like like Katie said, they're always so reactionary. And I know we've talked about this before. They need to actually like be proactive about this fight and not wait for it to come to them. Mm-hmm. So gather more intel about the Yerk pool. There's gotta be some sort of schedule going on, because it's not like every single person in this town has a controller. Mm-hmm. So there'd be at least like some point, even if it's just a few hours where there's downtime at the Yerk pool where people are not, like, feeding their yurks or whatever. It's just being guarded, and there's not anyone using it. Uh Figure out the schedule, make a plan, Uh go back, and do the damn thing. Yeah. Right. It can be wacky. If if we're missing out on wacky, they can, like, (laughs) distract them with a fireworks show. Or, like, (laughs) do it on Thanksgiving, and there's, like, a big parade where they're inside of Garfield's head or something like that. They They can make it wacky if that's necessary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes well um i don't want to say they I, I mean this is probably not too much of a spoiler they get into the yerk pool various times throughout the series in various different ways and each time they do the yerks put like more security and more like automated systems to prevent them from getting in on each like entrance and they find a different way in and more stuff happens but they always get caught every single time <laughs> you know what would probably help with that an a android dog android mm-hmm. who already has a yerk and is already going to the yerk pool yeah. on the regular oh, yeah. to he keep goes up there, like, his disguise yeah no like he tells them what the security guards like what the security measures are not well, always I mean, actually in like, book 17 he does not is he that's kind when... of a dick do we think that he's kind of a dick I think he might be kind of an asshole. All right, just checking. He might be cool. I think I don't remember <laughs> if I said this in the episode, but uh, his name is Eric King because someone won a contest to have their name in an Animorphs book, and so his name was Eric King. So calling Cute. him an asshole, if he turns out to be an asshole, then that kid's gonna be really upset. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> but yeah, I just feel like the dog android would make a huge difference. I like that you always emphasize that he is a dog android and not just an android. <laughs> He is a dog android. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's the only android they've met. You don't need to qualify it. But doesn't android kind of technically mean that it's like a humanistic robot? Yeah, it's a robot that looks like a human. That's because of the holograms. But this one's just a, a droid that looks like a dog. Except for when he's got his hologram on. Then he looks human. <laughs> <laughs> he helped build the pyramids. And he then saw he's... the first production of Hamlet. <laughs> And Alanis Morissette live. <laughs> what yeah. a fun random assortment of things. <laughs> he just collects memories. Then he can replay them anytime he wants with his imp- impressive hologram technology. That is fun. Yeah, I guess if I were them, I would just be like, well, humans, shmumans. Sh- sh- as long as we got dogs, we're happy. As long as we got <laughs> dogs and these holograms. <laughs> these holograms. They just have movie nights down in the big dog vault. It's just like, who saw a movie? Okay, replay it right now with mm-hmm. your perfect recall on the mm-hmm. screen. Wouldn't it be great to be a dog android? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. 
Completely. Not on a planet that's about to be invaded. I mean, yeah, they're I mean, y- y- they had a good run. They were there for like a thousand years or something. I don't know. When were the pyramids built? I shouldn't just casually mention historical things without knowing how long ago they were. <laughs> 10,000 years ago. Between 10 and 1,000 years ago. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I mean, it's definitely more than 1,000 years ago. Is it fewer than 10,000 years ago? Oh. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> Only 90s kids will remember ancient 90s Egypt. kids are going to love this one. <laughs> when did the Femalites come to Earth? <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Animorphous Discussion. I hope you learned some animal facts and have strong opinions about androids. Um, oh, I forgot also, we have an ad this week. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, um, it's for the sharing. I don't have a good setup for it. I just, I've had a rough day, and I'm excited to go to my sharing meeting later and just sort of, like, be around other people who care about me. It's gonna be great. Nice. I'm gonna go to my sharing meeting later, too. I'm excited. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, like, 9 p.m., so these are, like, some sharing after dark meetings. (laughs) Sharing after dark is just code for sex. I love it. I love it. I love it night when the sharing turns into a fun like sex club because it's so like open and accepting of everyone. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. So how do we find more information about sharing after dark? <laughs> sharing after dark. Go to jointhesharing.org and enter promo code SEX to get ten percent off <laughs> your sharing after dark membership. <laughs> oh. Jointhesharing.org. For humans like us. Amazing. For humans like us. For humans like us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Animorphous Discussion. Um, if you like what we do, you should check us out on bitchteamalpha.com. We got lots of podcasts. Also, give us a rating and review on iTunes if that's still a thing people do, because that would help us a lot. Yes, please do that. It's called Apple Podcasts now. On AppTunes. Um, <laughs> AppPod. Give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. So that we can, because there's like an algorithm and it's like, hey, people like this, so I'm going to show it to more people. I think that's how math works. Um, (laughs) And then also you can follow us on Twitter at BTA Podcast. Check us out on Facebook at the same thing. Uh, And do you two have anything you want to specifically mention? Talk about personal projects? Um, Yeah, I've got a couple of books out. Friends, Foes, and Other Fine Folks, a collection of NPCs to add to your D&D campaigns. Uh, Morty Corgi, Scroll of Mysteries, a supplement for the Pugmire system, which is basically D&D, but all the characters are dogs and cats. Um, and also soon, um, Lizards and Birds, because there was a, a Kickstarter they did for that. Um, yeah, you can find all of my stuff at writejust.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-J-S-S. Nice. Amazing. Ever since you told me that Pugmire existed, it's all I've wanted to do. I know, I really want to play Pugmire. (laughs) And if you like this podcast, maybe you'll like a podcast I do with my brother called We Get It, He's Superman, which is the same thing, but it's my brother watching Smallville and then explaining it to me, who hasn't watched it. (laughs) It's very good fun. Um, No episodes are up yet, but we've recorded them, so it's very similar to this show, actually. (laughs) Pretty much the exact same thing. Uh... But you can check that out at anchor.fm slash get Superman. The Lex Luthor home site. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's everything I wanted to say. So until next time, bitch team out. Bitch team out. Bitch team out.